From the great American Pacific Northwest, greetings and welcome, my friends, to this week's edition of the Parachronicle Almanac. I'm Jonathan Hawk. This week, we'll hear about the Pentagon confirming yet more footage of UAPs above military exercises, as it just seems like every week there's something new. A Defense Department developed microchip that can detect COVID, the late Prince Philip's fascination with UFOs, and a plague of mice in Australia. That sounds like a cringeworthy episode of The Daily Show or something. Keep it away. We'll cover that and more coming right up. And a quick note to those of you living in the Miami-Dade region of Florida, many spotted a big flash and bright streak across the early morning sky Monday. Well, it very likely was not a UFO, but a simple meteorite breaking up in Earth's atmosphere, according to an astronomer at the Center for Astrophysics. But I suppose you never know. Now, before we get to the news, don't forget to like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our show. And we're always looking for stories from you, paranormal or otherwise. So give us a call on the Parachronicle hotline at 818-570-0126 if you'd like your story featured on a future episode. That's 818-570-0126. Or you can always email me at hawk at theparachronicle.com. That's H-A-W-K-E at theparachronicle.com. And on that note, let's dive right in. The Pentagon has confirmed video of spherical and pyramid-shaped UFOs over U.S. warships. This according to the Daily Caller. Photos and video of unidentified aerial phenomenon captured by members of our armed forces were authenticated by the Pentagon Saturday, according to the debrief. One 18-second long video and four still images were confirmed to have been taken by Navy personnel in three separate incidents, according to the debrief. Quote, I can confirm that the reference photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. The Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations, Pentagon spokesperson Susan Goh said. Included in the photos was one previously leaked image dubbed the Acorn, taken by a weapons system officer in the rear seat of an F-A-18 fighter jet. The debrief was first to publish the photo in December of 2020. Quote, We did our due diligence and were confident the image was part of the UAP task force's files before we ever published. Nevertheless, it's still great to see the DOD is now willing to confirm its authenticity, the debrief's co-founder Tim McMillan said. The 18-second clip obtained by veteran UFO researchers Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp features a triangle-shaped craft surrounded by a fleet of smaller glowing orbs. The Sun reports that Corbell, quote, has been able to verify the film's authenticity after gaining information from an intelligence briefing from the Pentagon into unidentified anomalous phenomenon, otherwise known as UAP. The three other still images, also attained by Knapp and Corbell, were also taken on March 4, 2019, says Mystery Wire. Corbell claims that one of the craft captured in the images was suspected to be a transmedium vehicle and was observed descending into the water without destruction. He goes on to claim it is noted that the spherical craft could not be found upon entry to the water and that a submarine was used in the search. This confirmation by the Pentagon comes ahead of an expected report to be delivered to Congress by June 1st. And that report, as we've spoken about many a time on this program, is all about what we, or our government, knows about the UFO phenomenon. And hopefully it will be delivered on time, although there are some doubts. So we'll have to see how that plays out. To be continued. And from the online news magazine Wonderful Engineering, the Pentagon unveils microchip that can detect 
COVID? Well, conspiracy theories aside, the researchers at the Pentagon have just announced a microchip that can detect if you have COVID or not when implanted. Is this another excuse to get implanted? We don't know, but it is a step forward in medical science if a microchip is able to tell what disease or viruses a person has. It could make diagnosis fairly easy, eliminating the factor of human error. The new microchip was developed by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agencies, otherwise known as DARPA, operating under the Pentagon. This agency was launched during the Cold War days to study new technologies for military purposes and also counter the use of biological weapons. Seems like a good agency to develop microchips, perhaps? Maybe. The microchip was unveiled on a broadcast of 60 Minutes where they assured that the chip has no hidden function except detecting COVID like a car's check engine alert. These concerns come to light as conspiracy theorists did claim that Bill Gates was using vaccines to insert microchips into the masses. According to retired Colonel Dr. Matt Hepburn, infectious diseases physician at DARPA, the chip hasn't been in use outside the agency and could detect the disease before an outbreak even occurs. He said that, quote, we challenged the research community to come up with solutions that may sound like science fiction. He said that DARPA's goal was to counter pandemics and take them off the table. The pandemic has crippled the economy for long enough. The chip is covered in a tissue-like gel and is made to test a person's blood for the virus after it has been put underneath the skin. Heppert said that the tiny green thing in there, you put in underneath your skin, and what that tells you is that there are chemical reactions going on inside the body, and that signal means you're going to have symptoms tomorrow. DARPA has also developed a dialysis machine that treats COVID by removing it from the blood directly. The treatments work by passing the blood through the machine where it is detoxed using customized filters and then pumped back into the body until the virus is no more. And if there's one thing you can thank the pandemic for, it's the advancement in medical science that's happening to counter said pandemic and future pandemics. And let's face it, it's also we could be thankful for a lot of really amazing conspiracy theories, am I right? All right. In addition to his many earthly pursuits, the late Prince Philip also looked to the skies to watch for UFOs and had amassed a large collection of books on the subject, according to reports. This from page six. The Duke of Edinburgh, who died Friday at age 99, was fascinated with close encounters and was a regular subscriber of Flying Saucer Review, a quarterly magazine established in 1955, according to the UK's Metro. He first developed an interest in UFOs from his uncle Lord Mountbatten, who wrote an official report about a spaceship that reportedly landed on his estate in Romsey, Hampshire in 1955, the son said. Philip had given his former assistant, Sir Peter Horsley, a senior Royal Air Force commander who died in 2001 at age 80, carte blanche to collect stories about UFOs from the RAF, according to the Metro. In his 1997 autobiography, Sounds from Another Room, Horsley described his own fascination with UFOs, which began when he was Philip's equerry, or royal attendant, from 1949 to 1956. Horsley, who wrote about a close encounter with an alien in London in 1954, said he was asked to bring witnesses to Buckingham Palace for private discussions with the Duke. In 2019, Philip read The Halt Perspective, written by retired U.S. Air Force Colonel Charles Halt, a former deputy commander of RAF Bentwaters who described how he led a patrol to investigate an alleged UFO landing in the Rendlesham Forest in 1980. The incident was dubbed Britain's Roswell after the famous 1947 crash of a U.S. Army Air Force's balloon in New Mexico that spawned rumors that the wreckage came from a flying disc. 
Among the books about extraterrestrials in Philip's collection was Haunted Skies, the encyclopedia of British UFOs, whose author, retired West Midlands detective John Hansen, said the Duke had a, a dozen of his works, according to Metro. Quote, I've got about 12 letters from the Duke's private secretary that say the prince found the subject interesting, Hansen, who co-wrote The Hall Perspective, told iNews. I'm quite proud of Prince Philip. Why shouldn't he have been interested in UFOs? Because for goodness sake, that is something that we should treat seriously rather than flippantly. It is a phenomenon that has baffled mankind for millennia, he said. Even Prince Charles is interested in it. And Prince William, Hansen added. In his book, Horsley claims that in 1954, he had an encounter with an alien called Mr. Janus, who could read his mind. He didn't say he was a visitor from another planet, but I had that impression, he wrote. I believe he was here to observe us, and I never saw him again. I have no qualms about the reaction to my experience with Mr. Janus. He added that Janus wished to meet Philip, whom he described as a man of great vision. Well, wherever you are, Duke, Prince Philip, Godspeed, and I hope you find the answers you've been looking for. And from live science, an absolute plague of mice is ravaging Eastern Australia. Some locals are spending six hours a day cleaning up mouse poo. Mice in the cabinets, mice in the streets, thousands upon thousands of mice in the barn, pooing so much it takes six hours to clean up their waste. These are scenes from Queensland and New South Wales, Australia, where an out-of-control mouse infestation is making life miserable for farmers, grocers, and other citizens of the eastern Australian states. One farmer interviewed by The Guardian described the rodent frenzy as an absolute plague, more severe than anything locals have seen in decades. Some farmers have already lost entire grain harvests to the rampaging mice, according to local media reports, while hotels have had to close because they can't keep the critters out of rooms. Staff at a grocery store in a small town northwest of Sydney reported catching as many as 600 mice a night. So far, at least three people have visited the hospital with rodent bites, The Guardian reported. Steve Henry, a researcher at Australia's National Science Agency, told The Guardian that the infestation is likely the result of an unusually large grain harvest, which drew more hungry mice to the area's farms earlier in the season than usual. Quote, they start breeding earlier, and because there's a lot of food and shelter in the system, they continue to breed from early spring right through into the autumn, Henry said. Locals have responded by laying extra traps, while one farmer in nearby Queensland was just given permission to use a drone to drop poison bait on the mice from above. Despite these efforts, Alan Brown, a farmer from the New South Wales city of Wagga Wagga, said that the plague was likely just beginning, considering the rapid pace of breeding in mice. A single breeding pair can produce a litter every 20 days or so, birthing more than 500 offspring in a season. A mature female can breed every three weeks. They can pump them out, Brown said, and that's what it is. That's what's going on. It's building up to this massive plague. In addition to being a nuisance and business threat, mouse plagues can also be vectors of disease, according to the Queensland government's 1998 report on mice in Queensland. Quote, perhaps the commonest pathogens are salmonella bacteria that can be spread by a range of animal species, including humans, the report said. The bacteria are usually transmitted to people through food contaminated with infected urine or droppings and can cause acute gastroenteritis. I think it's time to release an army of cats, Game of Thrones style. That's my thoughts on it anyway. 
And finally, we'll have to wait just a little longer for the Ingenuity drone on Mars to attempt its first flight. NASA had originally aimed to conduct the first Red Planet flight on Sunday, April 11th. A high-speed rotor-spinning test on Friday, April 9th didn't go as planned, however, pushing the debut back until Wednesday, April 14th at the earliest. According to a statement from NASA, during a prelim test, the command sequence controlling the test ended early due to a watchdog timer expiration. This occurred as it was trying to transition the flight computer from pre-flight to flight mode. So we'll keep waiting in hopes of seeing this historic flight in the coming weeks. Well, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. Don't forget to reach out if you see something unusual in the sky or someplace else, or if you have an interesting story to tell. You can call our hotline at 818-570-0126 or find us at theparachronicle.com. Please like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our little show here. And until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and know that here on Earth and in the universe, we are not alone. For the Parachronicle Almanac, I'm Jonathan Hawk.